Welcome to the Fujilove podcast. This episode, we will talk about the importance and depth of personal projects. Usually, I prepare kind of questions for this podcast, but this time, I just wanted to let a good friend and also a great photographer tell us a very personal story about a very personal project. Today's episode is sponsored by Exposure X3, the advanced raw photo editor from Alien Skin Software. Exposure handles all your photo editing and organizing and provides outstanding Fujifilm RAW processing. Choose from hundreds of customizable presets that include Fujifilm looks and advanced creative effects like bokeh, grain and vignettes. Exposure speeds up your Fujifilm workflow from copying and rating images, organizing and editing, retouching and then finally exporting and printing. There is no subscription required. Try Exposure free today at Alienskin.com and find out why it is the favorite photo editor for Fujifilm photographers. Save 10% when you purchase using the coupon code FUJILOVE. Welcome, Olaf. How are you today? I'm well. It's great to be here, Jens. It's, it's warm and it's nice outside. And I think next week we'll be... We will be cooking here in Vancouver because it's going to be like 35 degrees. So uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> I hope you have a garden and a grill. <laughs> I have a grill, no garden. <laughs> the reason we talk today is because I'm personally very convinced that for photographers, personal projects matter a lot. Now, you are known for your visual poetry and for amazing pictures using light and geometry and the human element. But I think recently you surprised everybody by bringing something very, very personal that you call the Renatus Project. I mean, I know the story behind it, but would you mind sharing with us, like, what's the background behind this project? Because we've been talking about this before, and that's a very personal story. So it would be great if you could share that with our listeners. Yes, of course. Uh, so, so, so there are two aspects to it. Of course, my uh, my personal story that led me to start this project. And uh, the, the second aspect is, is more photography related. As you pointed out, I, I have been shooting uh, mostly, let's call it street photography, which uh, the main component of my work were basically single images that I was shooting when traveling around the world or here in Vancouver. So, when the idea for the project came, actually it was something new to me and and from from photography perspective, and I felt very excited about it, but I also thought that at that very point in my photography life, I needed a change. I needed to move from the single uh, photographs to something that is more articulate, so that's something that could comprise a broader uh, body of work. But let me start, uh, uh, let me start because the whole project, as you pointed out, is extremely personal. And uh, uh, it, it's, it started, like when I think about this today, I think it started with, uh, with me getting very, very sick about 14 years ago. And I don't want to uh, uh, tell the entire story because it's very long, but, but I got sick. I went, uh, I landed in uh, emergency. Uh, then, in, uh, um, then I was fighting for my life for about six months. 
had uh, many, many problems like flush eating disease and, and other issues. Uh, at one point during th this ordeal, my kidneys failed. So I survived. Uh, unfortunately, I have to had I uh, dialysis. So uh, of course, dialysis uh, kept me alive for a few uh, years, but uh, you have to go three times per week to basically for about four, four, five hours, be connected to the machine. And uh, that way I stayed alive. So, but you can imagine it's not the perfect life. And also travel, traveling is the issue and there are other, other problems. So I knew straight away that uh, the only way for me to kind of live a decent life would have a transplant. I was absolutely lucky that at one point I met a stranger, a lady, her name is Madeleine, and she found my story, she saw it somewhere, and, uh, and decided to donate a kidney. And basically, in, in very simple terms, she saved my life. At that very point, dialysis was not working well for me, so uh, I was getting really, really sick. And uh, in fact, you can reach the point being on dialysis when you are so sick, when the doctors will tell you, sorry, but we cannot do a transplant. So I knew this time is coming. Uh, so it was pretty urgent. As I said, I got a kidney transplant and here you, here you go. I was born again. It, it was really the feeling of, of I have another chance in life. And uh, so, of course, back then, I did not think about the Renatus project. But today, from my perspective today, that's how it began. Is the, the fact that you started this project, is this more of like a process of dealing with your own history or is it also a need to communicate about the subject itself to bring it to awareness? Uh, both, both. I, I have to say that, you know, it's quite interesting because uh, I had the transplant uh, 11 years ago and I have been quite the active photographer for, for, for years and years and I have been thinking about this project over, over, over again. And you may say, okay, so almost 11 years has passed. I'm thinking about the project. It's almost like my obsession, but I started it only last year. Uh, and I don't know why. I really cannot find the answer, but I guess I needed a certain point in my personal life and in photography. It's somehow one day uh, I look where I am as a person and as a photographer and I said, okay, this is the time to do it right now. So I woke up in the morning, I started to write down the idea of the project, work on the website and uh, 
And to be honest, for many years, I didn't know how to approach it, how to do it. And I decided to combine uh, two things, which is uh, storytelling, writing good stories, but also photographing them. And you know my type of photography. Sometimes I go um, in really strange ways about visuals. And I was thinking whether I'm going to take this, well, let's call it visual poetry and apply it to my project. But my answer was maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe uh, the stories and people in this project are so powerful, amazing, that turning this into some kind of abstract would do more damage than good. So as you can imagine, I'm photographing, I'm, I'm doing street photography with a very strange twist and suddenly I'm starting the Renatus project which would take me back to more mainstream photography. So that was big point, big like a something that I had to think very hard about. So once you knew you would approach the project, how long did it take you actually to kind of redefine this visual language to fit the project? Uh, to be honest, I don't know real the answer. And, and to be absolutely straightforward, I think I'm still redefining my vision for the project. Uh, I knew from the beginning that I'm not going to shoot and write many stories at once. It was very important to me when I found uh, a story and a person behind the story. I really want to meet with this person many, many times, meet, get to know, and try to get deeper into the story. Because as you can imagine, most people that had transplants, well, by itself, it's very nice uh, story with lots of inspiration behind it. But I didn't want this project to be reduced to this uh, flat element of, oh, we are all inspired, let's hold hands, everything is so beautiful. I, I wanted to go deeper because... Uh, all the people that I met that went through dramatic experiences in their life and almost all of them told me, Olaf, I was reborn. I'm become a new person. And I knew that there must be something deeper behind it. In, but in order to get there, I have to spend lots of time with my subject. Uh, we need to know each other. We need to meet at least a few times. For example, the first story that I did with Angela, I met her two years ago. And we actually met. She told me the story. Uh, I took some images, even recorded some uh, video. And I think I knew and she knew that we didn't get there, okay? So we met second time two years later. 
And she told me her story on much deeper level and revealed to me facts that that were just mind-blowing. And I asked her actually this question, like, Angela, why, uh, why do you feel comfortable sharing all of this with me right now? And you didn't tell me this two years ago. And, and she was very blunt. And she said, because right now I, I, I'm ready. I wasn't ready two years ago. I'm, I'm in different place. So I'm telling you this because uh, this is absolutely different way of working on photography, storytelling, than when you go out on the street, you see great visual, you shoot it, you post it, you share it. This project requires me sometimes to be silent. I mean, like social media world silent for weeks, if not months. Well, it's a very personal thing. Is how do you approach people? Do you do you tell them straight away you share the same story? I guess it's kind of relevant that you can relate to them on that level. How do people react when you when you tell them you want to document the struggle they went through and and kind of try to visually capture the fact that they are reborn? Uh, actually, it's very interesting. Before I started the project, I thought it's going to be the issue. But once I started, uh, I noticed that people want to tell their stories. And I was wondering why, why is it so easy to kind of, I, I don't have to convince people to, to, to tell me the story. Well, the answer is very simple because they all kind of got somebody saved their life, whether it was a person that died in accident and family said yes to donate organs, or like in my case, I had a life donor, absolute strangers who came and said, Olaf, I want to save your life. I want to give you a, an a organ, donate an organ. So as you can imagine, people that they, they feel they, they need to share it. It's almost like a thank you for them. And the other thing, they were in the situation, which not that many people are in life, where you reach the point when you know you are dependent on other human being to save your life or you die. So, so, so you have absolutely no control. And... And I know some stories, like, for example, people were uh, waiting for the liver. When doctors tells you, like, okay, if we don't find the organ for you, you know, there's a good chance you will die soon. So, so you can only imagine drama that, that you have to face as a human being. Having said that, once your life is, once you receive a transplant, you know how dramatic it is. And by telling your story, you want to, 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 to spread the news, to educate people about uh, uh, an organ transplant issue and, and, and just help as much as you can. And many people feel, you know, yes, I want to help, but also I want to tell my story because this is this must be told and i always say to people listen your story is remarkable i don't think you know i'm always joking you don't have a choice you need to tell the story 
how important was it that you share the same experience? I think it was it was quite important, and I think by it's hard to explain by the fact that you meet with someone, and and we both know that we were in a very dramatic place at one point, and and somebody saved our life. And this is like immediate connection because you are almost on the same waves right away. So sometimes. Is, is when I was working on different projects, it takes so much time to connect with your subject sometimes because you need to re, you need to find something that 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 kind of connects you both. But in this instance, by the fact that I had a transplant, it's like I meet with people and and you almost hug each other right away. Mm-hmm. And I had the situation when when I knew a brief story about the person and the other side knew my story very briefly before we met and you just meet and people start crying and hugging each other. So that's that powerful. So in photographic terms speaking, actually to to share the same story or to have this kind of personal access to your subject matter and to your subject is almost like a direct door to the place where every photographer tries to go when he works or she works on such a such a subject or project. I, I would say so. Yes, it's it's it, uh, it's very helpful. Having said that, from the photography point of view, once I start capturing the person, then you have the same obstacles that you would face photographing for any other project because it even though people want to tell these stories, m- most people don't feel comfortable in front of camera. So, so this is a, this is an obstacle that I have to kind of work around. And, uh, and you know, again, I will go back to the, uh, to the point that I made a few minutes ago. I have really hard time taking simple portraits of people. It's because of my approach in my street photography. Like Kasia, my wife, she's also a photographer. She's almost laughing at me. Olaf, can you just take a simple photo? Stop going with this, you know, creative bullshit. (laughs) 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 So, so... I, I have to all the time. Of course, I, I sometimes I try to sneak something strange into my portraits, but I really want to capture the essence of the person, the essence of the of the struggle, of the joy, of of, of all of it in the in the photo. And, and and to be honest with you, sometimes I think I succeed, sometimes I don't. And as you know very well from our discussions, I'm very uh, selective and I'm very tough on my photography. Uh, Therefore, I'm still in the stage of experimentation toward this project. And, uh, And this writing that I do and photography, I really wanted to be almost like a like a kind of a movie with stills. They need to fit each other. They need to they need to work together in the beautiful harmony because I'm well aware that many of these stories has come on elements 
And I want people to almost to be like um, grabbed, taken. I want people to read these stories, to think about them, to relate to their lives and also to do something like like go register to become organ donor think about the issue think about a situation what would you, when you die what would you what what do you want would you say yes to donate your organs would you say no to talk to your family these things are something that let's let's face it nobody wants to sit around the table on friday afternoon and discuss what will happen to me after i die <laughs> i think this is a really really important message what impresses me about this project is it couldn't be more personal and it carries an important message at the same time i'm very convinced that this is one of the true magic things that you can do in photography to combine these kind of things and a lot of people might struggle to find something that has that kind of depth in uh, as a project overall when they as photographers look for what to dive in i would like to ask you what are you trying to finally communicate in this project given that it includes you being close to death it includes people who are in the situation it includes a lot of very deep subjects what do you want to visually communicate when the project is finished I think the the line that I'm using for this project is remarkable, uh, uh, remarkable human stories. Okay, and and the word remarkable is very important because uh, when I when I contact my my uh, people that would would like to participate in the project, uh, as I mentioned earlier, they usually. Most people tell me this, this, this kind of first layer of the story. And I try to go deeper and to show people, show the world that, you know, we hear all the time, like you turn on TV and everywhere there's a bad news. And what I try to show about my visuals and writing, that we as a humans are truly remarkable in the sense what we can survive, in the sense how we can step up in life, and, and also in the sense uh, how we can really change our lives when we are faced with, uh, with death, okay? And, and I think many of us are so busy uh, with everything that we very often forget to to reach there, to be there. So my writings, as well as visuals, uh, wants to, I want to document these stories, document them there very deeply uh, for people to 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 read there to find inspiration. To, to think about their own lives, to think, of course, about an organ transplantation issue and, and see uh, how people survive, transform their lives. Because like one theme that I found in all these stories is huge transformation. I'm not only talking about this, this you know, very often in the media, 
this cute part of the transformation. I'm a better person, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about really deep personal transformation on so many levels. And I think this is something that that is important for me to get to, uh, out there so people can really relate to it, be inspired by that, not only in the way, oh, I see the story, I read it, cute, I, I will move on. I want people to go deeper into that, think about their lives, and uh, and consider some uh, some changes. It's 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 incredibly powerful. I would I would like to 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 for for a second like look at it from an analytical photographic point of view, just to like you know make the listeners understand what kind of an effort is behind this. Do you plan this as a long or very long term project, or how do you lay that out going forward with it? Uh, this is going to be my lifetime project. And I made this decision right away. And, and so basically what I'm saying is, is this project is going to continue as long as I'm, I'm, I'm here, okay? Uh, I have to mention that Spencer Wynn, a Toronto-based photographer, my good friend, uh, he is my partner in the project. And as you can imagine, I'm living on the West uh, uh, in Vancouver, and he's from Toronto, east of Canada. So, so I found so many amazing stories, and given the scope, even the depth I want to go into each story, I quickly found out that it is going to be extremely hard for me to do it alone. So, uh, Spencer. I think is a really great person to do it because he's a documentary photographer who did really remarkable project uh, in, in the hospitals about people who face death, okay? About, about children. Uh, so I don't think he, he, he shared this project and I hope he's not mad at me that I'm mentioning this. But I saw this project of his, which is very personal. I don't think he shared with the world, although I think he should. Okay, Spencer, sorry to get you into trouble. But that's why I asked uh, Spencer if he would be kind enough to participate in this project. So there will be some stories coming from, uh, from him, and I'm pretty sure he's going to do amazing work. But answering your question, I'm going to work on this for the rest of my life uh, because I, not only I think it's important, I think these stories must be told the way I think I, I try to approach them very deeply, not only from, uh, from the point how, uh, how the story is written and presented, but also how the imagery fit and, and, and complement and uh, are used to to carry the story. So so this is really time consuming for me, but that's my decision. I want to do it for the rest of my life. And to be honest, if I have a funding for the project, I would like to spend all, almost all my time on the project because I find it absolutely important for me personally. And I think important from uh, from all other aspects 
This episode of the Fujilove podcast is sponsored by Exposure X3, the advanced photo editor and organizer from Alien Skin Software that is fast becoming the favorite of Fujifilm photographers. Exposure is a full solution, handling every stage of your Fujifilm RAW workflow. You can copy, edit and retouch and then export and print your images. Superb RAW processing quality and many creative effects make Exposure the only tool you need to create beautiful photos. Its subscription-free approach is also very appealing. Visit Alienskin.com to try Exposure free today and discover it for yourself. When you purchase, save 10% with the coupon code FUJILOVE. I think because you are so close to it, you also experienced some amazing uh, uh, connections. I would like to touch the subject quickly of you getting actually equipment funded because there's other people who strongly support the narrative of your project. How did that happen? Oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, I sometimes I'm afraid to share this because people will think like, Olaf, what are you, what are you talking about? These things like this don't happen. Oh, they do. Okay. And, and before I started the project, sometimes you hear, you know, people support uh, this project, that project, but we as a photographers, we know very well how hard it is to get any funding for anything. It's not the secret. It's difficult. So, I thought, well, sometimes you hear, you know, like like funding for this, funding for that. But given on my experience, I felt like, well, I'm not sure if it works that way. Well, I was proven really, really wrong. And uh, I met a couple, one of my one of my uh, one of my customers, they, they took one of my workshops and we became really good friends. This is an older couple from California. And uh, and 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 we, we chat quite often about photography, and one day we were chatting about this project, and uh during a conversation. Uh, the the topic of gear came up and I said that I really wish I could shoot this project with a medium format camera for for many, many reasons. And, you know, that was it. That was it. A few weeks later, a few weeks later, I uh, one evening I'm sitting with Kasia. We are uh, watching watching something on TV and a, a phone rings. So, well, okay. So I pick up the phone and here we go. There was this uh, gentleman uh, from California calling me and we. I, I thought, wow, it's kind of strange. Uh, you know, he. we usually chat during the day and he calls me in the evening. And after a few minutes, he, sa- he says, Olaf, I want... I want to help you with the project. I want to find a medium camera for you so you can work on the project. As you can imagine, I got speechless right away. I didn't know what to say. As as you know, these cameras are very, very expensive. So uh, my reaction was, in fact, very strange, if I remember this. Because I didn't know what to say, and to be honest, I, I I'm not comfortable to to receiving such a huge gifts. Uh, anyway, we had a great chat, and after a while, we had a few more conversations. 
And uh, I think the way this gentleman framed it was that, you know, he is, uh, he's 80 year old and he always wanted to do a big, big project. And he said, Olaf, why don't we do it together? In the sense, you have the, uh, you have the eyes, you have the talent and I want to help. And I want to be part of it by helping you with the gear. And you know what? I have to admit, I never thought it this way. So he convinced me. And of course, I'm incredibly grateful for, 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 for this support. And, uh, you know, these people are so remarkable that they asked me not to share the names. They wanted to be uh, uh, not known for uh, not mentioned by the name. And I hope I can keep the promise because sometimes I really want to say who did it. <laughs> <laughs> Do they share the same story as you have in the past? Uh, not the same, but, but uh, they went through really dramatic events in their life because they, they faced, uh, the gentleman faced cancer and uh, the lady, uh, his wife also went through some dramatic events. So I think we connected on this level and they understood where I am at, at that point in, in my life. So as I said, I'm so grateful. And, and I have to admit, it gave me such a boost because sometimes we do something, we believe in that, but, but there's always this little guy sitting in your head and saying like, oh, love, maybe you shouldn't spend time on this. Maybe it's not worthy. Maybe you don't have time. Maybe you should focus on something else. You know, there's always this, this something sitting in your head. And basically they took the hammer and killed this, this, this crazy thought in my head because they said, Olaf, do it. <laughs> so, so I'm really grateful. That gave me the boost. That gave me confidence. And I really felt that behind me, there are people standing that are as important as me. They are participants in that. If we take the same hammer, metaphorically speaking, and you would advise our listeners who hesitate to start a personal project, what message would you give them? I would, I would say this. When I look how I started, if there is a project or something that comes back to you over, over again, over weeks, months, or maybe even years, and you reach the point when, oh, I should maybe do it, do it. Because there is a reason why your memories, your mind, your personality, your character is coming back to the idea. If you are coming back to this idea, that's a good idea and go for it. I mean, don't think in terms of, oh, I will try, maybe, well, no. You go into it full time, you go into it in all the resources you can and you show it to the world That's important. That's why I create separate website. That's why I spend weeks uh, writing, trying to explain what I'm doing, why I'm doing this to the world. And don't be shy about it, especially if the project is personal. Uh, when I met many photographers, sometimes, you know, by nature, 
we are shy. We are like, oh, maybe it's not good. What if people don't like it? Well, listen, I think I figured out this is such an important subject, you know, such an important stories to tell that, well, if you don't like it, it's your problem, okay? I'm going to go to the world, show it, and show these remarkable human stories because I'm convinced they need to be told. So answering your question, if you think about your project for, for months, years, and, and you cannot get out of your head, it means this needs to be done right now. These are so true words. Now let's just take another aspect and how would you advise those who are actually looking for a subject to cover like they want to get that engagement that love for something that 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 drive to start something what would you tell somebody who's looking for a subject uh of course it all depends on the on the on the entire team of the story but you need to get close to the subject so uh like Let me give you an example out of my, like, like absolutely from my head right now what I'm thinking. Let's say you want to photograph merchants. Actually, I had, I, I was thinking about this project a while ago. Uh, you know, we all have this economy, online economy or uh, big stores. And, you know, there are in the world, there are this really cool, small stores that are still functioning, like family stores. And what if I want to do project about it? Well, I think the only option is to connect with these people. So in other words, uh, try to reach them personally. Because very often when we start any project, oh, we want to do it quickly. We want results right away. We want to share it on internet next day. I don't think it's a good approach, okay? So approach one person, explain this person exactly what are you doing, why are you doing, meet with this person at least a few times, become almost like a friend and then shoot one good story. I mean, take your time visually, make sure that you know locations, make sure you know the person. Uh, when you present the story, make sure you have all images that you need. When I mean all, I don't mean a lot. I mean few amazing ones. Write the story well invest in editor, make sure that you, you, you do one story, but well. Because very often I see people start projects and after two days, there's like avalanche of images. <laughs> I don't think that's the way to do really serious project. I, I know what's the uh, trap right there. And the trap is the trap of social media. Because we want to be out there every day, all the time with our project. But if you want to work on the project really seriously, really deeply, it takes time and effort, unfortunately. And sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes it's maybe even expensive. But fight, go for it, uh, work hard. And I think taking your time 
and knowing your subject well. I mean, sometimes you need to travel. Sometimes you need to go inside the store. Going back to my example, meet the person. Sometimes people will uh, say, oh, I'm not interested. Well, go back, try to convince the person again. Why is it important? Keep in mind that we are all busy in our lives. Sometimes we say no, not because we don't want, just because we are busy. <laughs> so, so, so you need to fight for your project. It's not as easy as it looks. Uh, so yeah, it takes an effort. I think you summed it up quite well. Um, I support the approach. Uh, I'm working on a few documentary projects and none of them will be finished in two months of time. And none of them will is are done to receive any likes. And uh, I have to restart and re-attack again and again and again. And all of them probably take two, four, five, ten years. I don't know. But I know that I'm only going to publish them at the moment when they are ready. Yes. Well, I, I, I had a privilege to see some of your work which I don't think the world have seen yet. And I have to say to all the listeners that 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 Jens, the way Jens works on his projects is just so inspiring, inspiring and remarkable because he could shoot on project for years and not showing this to anyone, which is such a rare quality. And... In fact, when I was thinking about the way I'm going to work on the Renatus project, I remember that what you said, Jens, that, that, you know, take your time, make sure everything is right there and make sure there is a good timing for sharing your project. You don't need to jump the ship next day and say like, hallelujah, look what I got yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember this conversation we had. And my, my example I always use is when you look at music production, there are extremely successful and well-educated and skilled music producers out there. And nobody cares if they're 20 or 50 years old. And nobody cares if they produced that yesterday, 10 years ago, or if they're going to do it tomorrow. What stays at the end of the day is the quality of the delivery. And if this one has a lot of weight, it is most likely there to stay. Exactly. Yeah, I agree 100%. So as we advise each other as friends, how can people support this project? Oh, there are so many ways to support. First of all, please visit the Renatus Project uh, dot photography. So it's not dot com, it's dot photography. And uh, th th there are a few ways listed, but if I can mention uh, uh, three, one is take a look at the first story and let me know what you think. Uh, second way is... I would really appreciate it if you spread the word about the project. And third, please, please find a few minutes with your family around the table and have a very honest and deep discussion about organ transplantation. You know, as far as I know, we will all die one day. <laughs> So most probably, most probably, that's a pretty high probability, and I tried it once. Okay, <laughs> and <laughs> and so you can save five lives by donating different organs. And these people, sometimes these are children that 
waiting for life-saving transplants as we speak. Imagine yourself in a situation when doctors tell you you have maybe a few weeks left, but there is a person in the world that can change that, okay? That can donate life-saving organ. Think about it for a minute. And when you die, you don't need them, okay? You can keep your eyes if you want, if you want to photograph somewhere up there, but the rest you don't need, okay? So you can actually save somebody's life without any effort whatsoever. Think about it. So, so this is the most important message from this project. Read the story, what people went through, and please, in your country, check how can you register to become organ donor. It's different country by country. For example, here in Canada, you need to go on the website, government website, and sign, almost agree, to become a donor when you die. And, and some of you may become donors when you are alive, like, for example, donate the kidney, and there are other means. So please think about it. You can become real-life hero, not the hero that runs around the screen and shoot other guys. You can become a real hero by doing this. And if there wasn't a hero out there, I think that's probably a very strong argument. You and me, we would not be talking today. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, those are very important points. I strongly encourage you to become an organ donor. You actually uh, just convinced me to become one, and I will execute on this and uh, take the necessary steps to probably help somebody as well. Now, if somebody's maybe already an organ donor, they can also support you on Patreon, right? That's correct. That's correct. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, th there is no way around it project like this, the scope of the project uh, requires funding. You know, I have to travel. I have to, uh, I have to be involved in so many activities. And we, as a photographers, usually are known to being, not being that rich. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so of course, funding is appreciated, uh, you know, and, uh, and already I'm very grateful because I have a few supporters and the couple that I mentioned from California, which I'm absolutely grateful. So, so yes, that's important. Thank you so much. Olaf, I wish you all the best for this project. I will be following it very, very closely. And I hope all our listeners do as well. Today, there's no room for gear questions. I think we touched way more important things. Is there any last words you would like to share with the Fujilov community, Olaf? Well, I want to say thank you because you supported me for so many years and online we have amazing interactions. And so, so I just want to say thank you and uh, give me a shout. Let me know what you think. Take a look at the website and I know you will do great stuff. And, and don't be afraid. If you have a project you deeply care about, go for it. I mean, like, go for it. 100%. Olaf, thank you so much. May the light be with you and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Jens. Take care.